Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. From a pot of tea to TT motorbikes. From a classic English breakfast to a full serving of classic cars. Bridge House Tea Rooms is the Northwest Premier Classic Car Meeting location for cars, bikes, tractors, and owners clubs. So no matter what your automotive appetite might be, visit Bridge House Farm Tea Rooms on their Facebook page or call John and Alicia on 07980-444-221 for show details and to reserve your own table and parking space. I'd like to introduce to the Backseat Radio Show one of Motorsport's characters, the one, the only, Andy Lawton of LED Motors, a company that's had a reputation for a long time. Andy, welcome to the Backseat Driver. Thank you for having me, Mark. Tell me the story of LED. Oh, it started by my father, 1976, I think it was. Yep. He left the local roots dealer, started up on his own, messing with Hillman Imps, and he got into sprinting, hill climbing, and things went from there. He got more. Because he was quite famous at Boyman. Yes, yeah, that's right. He got more into the motorsport side of it than the service and repair side of it. Went from there, and then Talbot brought the little Talbot Samba out. Yep, and that. Obviously, became quite a big little car. Yeah. And very competitive car. Yeah, so we ended up building a lot of road rally cars. Got quite big into the road rallying scene in the sort of late 80s. Yeah. Was that feel like his roots background? Because yeah, I think so, Technically, yeah. Talbot was a big it part of roots. Yeah, it, so roots turned into Chrysler and then it turned into, into then everything else. And, and I think the Samba was a bit of a stopgap between the 104 and the 205. Yeah. So the factory ran, they built a couple of cars. I've got one of them here. Yeah. Ian Hughes ran it. It's, a, it's actually now was a 1440 spec. Yeah. The, the, the way it last ran in 1984 project to get on with at some point. That's <laughs> <laughs> another one. Yeah. And we ran those and then obviously got into the 205 GTIs. And yeah. it just, the sort of motorsport side of it kept going from there. Yeah. The 106 came out. And we've always been playing with the GTI versions and, yeah. and the performance versions of the cars, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's been quite interesting. And office your workshop, there's plenty of uh, little Peugeot. Plenty of Peugeot's about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with uh, a couple of motorbikes. There's an old 1932 201. Yeah. Uh, found that a couple of years ago. That had been parked in a barn in 1960 in France. Yeah. And uh, obviously a guy had passed away and the, uh, the estate was all being sold off and they found the car in the, yeah. the barn. Ended up <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah. I was actually one of those things over Christmas looking on eBay for a fancy little B33 BSA. Yeah. And couldn't find one. I got to the bottom of the page and it came up with a barn find option. And first thing that came up was a little Peugeot. And I thought, oh, God. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I need. Yeah, along, but, along with a two Peugeot motorbike. Along with two you Peugeot. You do not see very many. No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Again, trip to France at the end of lockdown to 
to pick those up. And yeah, uh, yeah done the Banbury run a couple of times on one of them, the little P108. Yeah. Done the clutch at the minute, so another project. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme here. It used to be a, a, a constant theme with people who love all the cords and all bikes. They have them, and they're all at various stages. You seem to sort of not running. Yeah, <laughs> you get halfway through a project, and then something else crops up. And yeah. It puts the other one on hold and you get it. I'll see seven in the workshop. I'm just trying to build as a trials car. So that's a good thing. You, you went to watch the VSCC Lakeland trial. Yeah. And the end result is you bought an Austin 7 to yes. go and do the Lakeland trial. That's the one. Yeah. We, every year we go, myself and my father, a couple of friends usually go up to the Hollister, to the drum road. Yeah. And watch the Lakeland Vintage Sports Car Club's Lakeland trial. Yeah. And it's just an incredible event. Just. Best day out. If you're into <laughs> motorsport sport and you want something a bit different, it's without doubt the scenery is beautiful, the cars are That's amazing. Because I must confess, I've been a few times and you get up drum house and it's the slate quarry road. That's right. And yeah. it won't be the first time it's been raining oh. and misty. It won't be the first time it's been sunny, snowy, windy, rainy. <laughs> <laughs> Within a couple of hours. It's, yeah, it's a bleak spot at that time of year, but yeah. it's just brilliant. Get wrapped up and get up there. Yeah. So, with LED, how did it progress? Well, my dad packed in, he got to an age where he didn't want to do much anymore and just carried on, took it on and yeah. yeah, set myself up on my own and yeah, started that way. So, what do you do now? Because it's LED motorsport, but it notice is. you get front registering or it's recoising as well. We get a lot of all sorts in now. I think, again, we used to do a lot more engine work, but then with COVID happening, it, that's the club motorsport went quiet. Yeah. And you just have to diversify a bit and get into other things. And we started doing a bit of service and repair work. And I usually get the jobs that no one else wants to do. The awkward jobs. And we do a lot of remapping and just anything, really. Yeah. Yeah, just general maintenance. But we like to repair stuff. We don't like just fitting yeah. parts. It's, you're always trying to repair things. Do the proper traditional sort of mechanic in. Because one thing we were talking about before we went on air was modding cars. And the fact that most modding cars... People in 15, 20 years' time won't be restoring them because well, you can't restore them. You can't, no. And they've not got the character, have they? No. You jump into a, a new car now and it's got a, an iPad dashboard and, yeah. I don't know, you like a nice little Smith's Speedo and rev guards, I don't How do you find, especially like some of the old Talbots, the rally car, how do you find repairing them is? Because a lot of the parts, some parts will be available. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not from the manufacturer, but from independent specialists. Soul parts, you'll have to make. Yeah, but it's so much easier now to get things made than it was when the cars were current. 40 years ago, we were sandbag. You had to buy everything from uh, Talbot for yeah. to the competition department. Where now, it's so much easier to get little one-off parts made. So many places locally have CNC machines and yeah. you can just get something drawn up and it's there. It's produced for you and without spending a fortune. Yeah. So it's... It is actually, if you've got, if you know what you're working to, you've got yeah. the original part, it's quite easy to get stuff made now. Right. Certain things can be awkward. A friend put a Samba together a couple of years ago and sorting out the discs and getting the back brakes sorted was difficult because yeah. you couldn't get an original drum to machine down. Yeah. But there's ways around most things. Do you find boys of other cars fit? Do you look at that and think, that's the same as they used on them? They did on the Samba. Yeah. They just drew a load of bits. I think the competition engine mounties were off of some beam axle mounts. <laughs> they little bits like that. They just <laughs> went to the parts bin and see what they could find. Yeah. So newer stuff. Oh, no, it's all specialist stuff now, yeah. isn't it? And I try and avoid anything. <laughs> <laughs>
The fact that Talbot's on the Peugeot, how popular are they? It's like we were saying the 205s as well, because people come and drive a, a 205 that's been restored for one better term, get it and drive it, and discover they don't like it. Yeah, this is it. I, mean, I guess cars are so easy to drive now, aren't they? Yeah. When you have to put a bit of, bit of effort in, you've got to be an enthusiast to, yeah. to want to do it. But yeah. <laughs> What's your involvement in Portis? Because this garage, ultimately, though you said you... All sorts of cars, for bits and pieces. This garage's workshop is devoted to motors. It is, yeah, yeah. I started off in, oh, it'd be 1990, 91, with a Formula Ford. Oh, yeah. And I did the Champions of Alton for three or four years, and because yeah. I was going to be a Formula One driver. Weren't we all? But, yeah, I was just lacking a little bit of talent for well, that. Well, the, the, the fact that you don't do it tends to be down to two main things. A distinct lack of cash, which is still the case in for most people today, and a very distinct lack of talent. You're not yeah. as quick as you thought you no, were. And no. you're certainly not as quick as the other guy. I think I was as quick as I thought I was. I just yeah. wasn't quick enough. <laughs> well, I loved it. I made some really good friends doing it. And, uh, yeah, I just... Realised I wasn't going to, I was putting everything I was earning into doing it. And I just thought, oh, I can't, I, it's not going to work. I can't afford to do it. I couldn't afford to do it properly. I yeah. couldn't afford to go testing. I couldn't afford new tyres and gave up on it. And yeah, probably should have tried a bit harder, really, looking back. There is the old saying, you're as fast as you will at all. Yeah, there's a bit of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I should have tried a bit harder. So I had a couple of years of not doing anything. Then I go into bikes a bit more and I started doing hill climbing and sprinting on bikes. Yeah. And that then led on to doing a bit of supermoto. Yeah. So I did five or six years of supermoto and then started working for myself. So thought there's more chance of having an accident on a bike in a supermoto meeting than there yeah. is in a car. So I got into the sprinting hill climbing then in the Peugeot yeah. 106. Developed that over a couple of years and then started using it. I think I got out for the last two meetings of the 2012 championship. Yeah. Won the class on both. It was a two-day event, won the class on both days, um, and then set to in 2013 and pretty much won everything. Yeah. So we had a good few years with it. I think 13, we did the Longton and District Championship and the Liverpool Motor Club Championship. Yeah. I think we won both of them. I won the Longton Championship. I think I won the Liverpool Championship the same year. 2014, we were second in Longton and I think second in Liverpool. 2015, I absolutely destroyed it at Barbant. Had a bit big off there. Uh, well, only two people have mentioned this. Yeah, I do keep getting reminded about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, in fact, a past guest, John Wright from the Old Bridge House, <laughs> yeah, said, You must have. <laughs> well, it was going well up until. Uh, what car were you in? I was in the 106. Oh, the 106 at yeah, that time. Well, he's been, been reshelled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of. He was one of those days where I'd won the. Class, I've got a new class record, but I've done a twenty-eight fifteen. Yeah, and I I needed to get into the twenty-sevens. Yeah, and I didn't get round the second. We got round the second corner, but I didn't get much further. Yeah, just ran a little bit wide onto the grass, put two wheels on the grass. It hit a almost like a bit of a dip in the grass, and it yeah. launched the back end up, and it went over three or four times. Yeah, every time it landed on the passenger side a pillar, so it bent back <laughs> 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 basically and. That's yeah. what you could say, well, I only damaged one side of it. Well, that's it, yeah. To be fair, the uh, the car outside, it's still got the same bumpers and all the purse bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about well, it. From down the left down well, side. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it kinked the bulkhead, it kinked the uh, exhaust tunnel, and yeah. it made a right mess of it. Reshelled it, got it back out for the last two meetings of that year. Managed to save 30 kilos in the weight of the car as well, which was all right. a bit of a bonus. Um, <laughs> 
And then, Sorry, we put it back together. You kept looking, thinking, oh, the I don't think we need that. The angle grinder was busy. Yeah, I don't think we need that bit. <laughs> Went through a lot of cuts. Yeah, made it even better. But uh, What's the appeal of hill climbing? For the simple, the reason I ask is hill climbing is the oldest form of mortgage. Yeah, and so many people think it's a lot of sitting around. But to me, it's the whole, you've got to get everything right. Yeah. If you're fluffy start, you might as well turn around and yeah. go back because you've just got to be absolutely... Inch perfect all the way up. Because a lot of the the hill climb courses, Boyburn and Harewood and everything yeah. else, they've gone to better term. Okay, Harewood, you drive through a farm all yeah. the way up. They're like a driveway out. Yeah, yeah, they're like big old houses, driveways. Yeah. And it's yeah. a peculiar thing. The original ones were on public roads because, yeah, the interesting thing was they were the big saloon cars of their day. Yeah. Vauxhalls, Bentleys. And by the way, the Vauxhall was considered a more sporting car than the Bentley back then. Yeah. And they had to carry a full consignment to passengers yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is an unusual sport because it's progressed from that all the way up to some people use all the Formula One cars now. Yeah, the, uh, the Golds, I think they're based on a, sort of a Formula 3 carbon yeah. tub. Well, they used to be. I think they'd probably make their own tubs now. But they're absolutely animals, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're a beast of a thing with the V8s, with the Nicholson McLaren. Yeah. 3.2s, are they? Or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Weapon of a car. <laughs> <laughs> and when you see one of those going with barbon at 130 mile an hour, yeah. you just... Takes some believing, doesn't it? Because the only thing is, most hill climbs aren't overly long. The no. European ones are. European, they've got it right over there, haven't yeah. they? Because they can be like five kilometres. Yeah, it's up the Glockner. Closed road job, though, yeah. isn't it? And we, unfortunately, we, uh, we're not lucky enough to have much of that over here. We do now because for rallying, you get there's a little bit of closed road. Creeping in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it's still, it's not the same as Europe, is yeah. it? So, yeah. So, hill climbing, how many people are coming into hill? Ah. See, the problem, I don't think it's as popular as it. Probably should be. Yeah. It's a cheap form of boat sport, but... Because actually you can do it in your own car. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a standard car class. Stick a couple of numbers on either side of your uh, Vauxhall Astro. Yeah. Other normal road cars <laughs> are available. <laughs> and off you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go from anything from a, a home-built special, say your everyday shopping car, home-built special, absolutely anything goes. And then you've got your uh, your clubs that get involved. The, the Austin 7 Club run championships, the Bentley Clubs run championships, yeah. and so. You could use whatever you're using as a bit of a toy. There's something, something for everyone. Yeah. Um, and you can share cars as well. Obviously, you can father son, father daughter. You can husband wife, husband wife. Well, I don't know about that. Don't let's get into that. Otherwise, I'll have after recent events off. The interesting thing is part of the vintage lot. There's a father and daughter. And they race a staggering single-seater Bentley. Yeah. And the daughter is faster than the father. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see his reaction. Dad try and beat daughter. And well, he, he always said to me, he said, she's done it again. Yeah. She's done yeah. it again. And, but it's just all for good fun because yeah. it's out with these cars. Because the only thing is, like we said, road cars, you don't have to have a special. You can drive the thing to the hill. Yeah. And provide yeah, you know, Bentley, you can drive it back home again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I, it's got a lot of appeal to me. I'll, I, they're good now. Yeah. I mean, which hill climbers do you do? Do you stick to the north? Yeah, the Northern Championship. I was, I was doing the Longton and District Championship, which covers... Which is like a Preston base and Liverpool Motor Club Runner Championship as well. So we use an Aintree, Three Sisters. Um, which are more sprint, aren't they? They're more sprints, they're yeah. circuit My car is set up more for sprinting than, yeah. than hill climbing. Yeah. You wouldn't think there was much of a difference... 
between the two. And if you're running your standard cars and your modified production cars, then generally there isn't, or you, you know, your road going cars, but once you get into modified production, then yeah. you end up changing gearing and things like that more. So I completely that's fair on the flat stroke going up. Absolutely. Yeah. Blyton, go over to there, uh, Anglesey. Now that's a noble place, isn't it? Blyton's pretty good. Yeah. Because they've got so many different layouts they can use. Yeah. With the infield track and the, uh, the outside, I forget what they call all the circuits, but yeah. There's a stretch from, is it Bunga Bunga down the bottom end that comes back to the finish line? It's, oh, it's just from Megan. Really <laughs> fast sweeping corners back. Yeah. Really good fun place. I like it there. So I conclude for a hill climb, you talk about gears and things like that. Do you have a gearbox that you can take out to put different ratios? In? No, I tend to. Because technically we need to be first, very quick in first and second. Yeah. And I can put a longer third in well, because I, by the time I get to where I need third gear, I can. I have tend a to train. run a slightly longer first gear. Yeah. Just to get it off the line and get moving. Otherwise, you just sit there spinning the wheels and yep. waiting for something to happen. <laughs> um, I'll set up in a minute, lads. <laughs> But I run a, a very close third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. And running on the Avon slicks, which are the cross plies, yeah. the ratios just work perfectly. Yeah. Which is another problem. Avon are dropping the competition tyres because I think, is it Goodyear have bought Avon now? And yes. Up in all the competition range. So that could cause problems unless someone takes that on in the next yeah. 12 or 18 months. And for hill climbing and sprinting, do you get slicks and wets and intermediate? Yeah, yeah. slicks and wets and the Avons, they do... I think I'm running the A15 compound, which yeah. is like a super soft compound. You can go into the first corner like you've done 10 laps on them. They've yeah. got that much grip, but by the end of the lap, they are starting to go off. Yeah. <laughs> They're super soft and super sticky, super expensive, Yeah, but you've got to have them. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to go anywhere without them. The format of a hill climb, how many goals do you get? Generally, you get two practice runs, and depending on the clubs that are running them, you usually get, definitely get two timed runs, Yeah, sometimes three. Depending on numbers, entry numbers, you can run four or five if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, generally, you, it's two practice and two yeah. time run. A lot of the championships, actually, they'll only count the first two time runs. If you get third time run, the uh, the time doesn't count towards your results. So you're just doing it for Do the sheer pleasure of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But you go to entry, something like that, they'll, they could run four or five time runs. So you get a good... You do get a lot more value for money. Um, Longton and Liverpool seem to run really efficient events. Yes. Yeah, you always get. I remember going down to Anglesey in two th first round of 2017, and they didn't, oh, they were low on numbers, and uh, you got to the point where you couldn't bother to go out again. You'd get that many runs again. You'd literally get out of the car and uh, they're calling you back to like, no, yeah, 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 and it just got, to, it got a bit too much then. But, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, that's the general sort of... So how many rounds are there in, in the course of the season? How many events oh, will you do? It was 10 to, 10 to count for championships. They'd run up to 20 events. Yeah. At time. But a lot of those were hill climb. I said they tended to do all the sprints. Yeah. And then bar just barbing, because it's barbing. Um, and it's not far away from it. No, it's only half an hour away. So we are, I've already there. mentioned this. We're in Sully Morecambe. Sully. Or just on the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, man, it's not far away. Once again, it's a big house. He's driveway. Yeah, isn't it? it is. It's the uh, manor house, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely spot. Beautiful settings. And yeah. I go, even if I'm not competing, I'll always go up and, and have a watch. Yeah. Did it on the bikes. Bikes this year and last year as well. That was yeah. quite fun. Um, That's the other thing. If you're doing it on a bike, it'll all be different lines, won't it? Because yeah. corner in a core isn't quite the same as a corner on a bike. Not, it's not really wide enough to have a line. <laughs> <laughs> You're more worried about, with something with quite a strong diff in it, you're more worried about keeping it on the tarmac because there's that little room either side that yeah. when it starts pulling up the hill, 
with the camber especially, it's quite difficult just to keep it going in a straight line up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And rallying, it's like you were saying, though you're not a rally, a rallyist, it is something that's played a part. Oh, it's been a massive part of, yeah, the, the business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, love going watching. Yeah. Sometimes wish I'd had to go road rallying years ago, but yeah, like I said before, I've not, I've never driven in a forest. Yeah. I did buy a 206 a couple of years ago thinking I'd have a go, but then I started pricing up entry fees and did it else and I changed my mind. That's it with my old plans. Because Simon Mercedes, it's molly. How do you find, not this is an intro, how do you find the cost of motorsport? I think it's gotten ridiculous now. It's just, it's crazy, isn't it? Forest events, especially. I don't know what the actual costs are, but. Thousand pounds not going to get you much, is it? No. You must be looking at best part of a thousand pounds for a single day forest event before you start with your extras of accommodation and things like that. The other thing is, there's no money up. You can't win it. You'll win a trophy, and that's yes. it. Because I can't plead for what you do with the hill climb. It's the sheer personal You're just doing pleasure it for and prestige. Full of doing it, yeah. For the little pot. Yeah. I think Longton, I don't know if they still do, but they used to, they used to be a lot of money for the championship. I think you got. It's two or three hundred quid or something like that if you won the championship. Yeah. But that's about it. That's that's it. There's nothing at events. Uh, so you will build cars from scratch for people to do this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what what is the process? Oh, do they come in and say, I've got this? And what can you depends. recommend? Do what? Yeah, it depends what people want to use them for. And the budget is the big yeah. thing. And um, I suppose they might be a bit shocked when you say, before we go any further, how much you got? Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the issue. Years ago, you could build a Group A or a Group B Samba for, I think a Group A Samba was like six grand and a full absolute business Group B car was about 10. Yeah. Uh, and now you won't get a gearbox for that. Yep. So <laughs> depends what you're doing. And I think a lot of the time now people, again, with the age of the internet, people can Google more stuff. And I think yep. people just tend to do their own projects. So they start them anyway. Yep. And then people, the people pick up the unfinished projects. Yep. Yeah. I think at the club level, there's not many people would have a car built from yep. scratch now. It's more your WRC type of customers and yep. bigger, bigger money people that can justify that. Say I said, I won't stick up hill climbing in the same category or in. Yet, what would be your recommendation? 106, obviously. There's no shortage of them around here, is To say you don't, and I, I don't know why you don't see many Peugeot 106s around. They're all here. <laughs> it depends what you want to do, isn't it? Like you say, your standard car class is a brilliant way of setting off and seeing yeah. if, if it's your yeah. cup of tea. And yes, road going is the next your next step because then you can tune it within a re, within reason. Yeah. It's still up to be MLT, tax insured. Road going, does it have to have a cage or on a don't have to have a cage, no, but uh, I'm not sure if, I think, I'm not sure about seatbelts or anything, I don't even know if you have to have a full harness or not. Yeah. Um, once you get into modified production. They do recommend you take shopping out at McDonald's. I would definitely take the shopping out, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll turn the radio off as well. I believe kids don't take them all. <laughs> once you get into modified production, then you've got to have the cage. Yeah. You need your hands device and... Uh, you don't have to have dated belts, or you didn't. When I lasted it, you didn't have to have dated belts or seats or anything yeah. like that. But and you can run on the uh, club license as well, oh, yeah. which was the national B. Yeah, they've changed it all now, haven't they? It's all changed now. The daft thing is, I now the license yeah. I now carry compared to what I used to have. Yeah. You download free offs. Oh, just really? not you can. Yeah, it, it's on your telephone. Yeah. Providing you've got the uh, savvy to fill the online form in, and you press submit, I'd if it likes what that. you've done, I'd be stuck. <laughs> it, se- it sends you this little license, but straight. Do you know what I remember being baptized? 
I also don't remember it being free. No, I thought, blimey, times have changed. <laughs> for the decade. And not often it goes that way. <laughs> so I conclude a well-sorted hill climb core, in a way, is related to a, a proper rally cone, because from the well, sounds of it, you'll see them, I conclude, anything else. This isn't your average normal road-going core, if you want to get a bit serious. Your modified production car, based more on your race car. It's a circuit type of car. Yeah. There is, um, I think Liverpool Motor Club do uh, rally car classes as well. Oh. But again, I think you've got to have seats and everything to be in date. And yeah. It's not to be too a rally, yeah. current rally standard. Yeah. But uh, no, your modified production car is based more on a, on a race car. But again, the beauty of hill climbing, you can just, you can build anything pretty much. But, but there's <laughs> a class for whatever you're putting. <laughs> and that's what it used to be like in the... Post-war days, people would take a, an old Spitfire engine and chuck it in a... Find a suitable chassis. Yeah, that's it. A truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, find the biggest chassis they could and put yeah. a Merlin engine in it and away they go, put two wheels on each corner on the back. And yeah. yeah so, I mean, there were cars like the same as Nat. Yeah. That they would be cute. I even made them the I've been to certain events like this. Austin 7 that you're, you're building. Yeah. The front was relatively conventional. Yeah. The, from the bulk end back, it was onboard. Yeah. The, the and it quali was qualified for a particular category. Yeah, probably a period modification. And, yeah. Yeah, the Austin 7s, there seems to be everything. We were down at Goodwood last year, and it was the 100th anniversary, and they had a massive Austin 7 celebration down there. All the old oldies riding around. It was a straw car. The Austin 7 straw car down there, and it was amazing. Pretty much. The only thing you've ever harvested. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> if thinking doing something weird with a car and someone will have done it with an Austin, Austin 7. 7. Yeah, yeah. The only thing about an Austin 7, I mean, I can understand why the owners club and the vintage sports car club don't like somebody who takes a nice Austin 7, rips the body off and does something else. Yeah. What you can buy, I mean, there's chassis out there, there's axles. I mean, there's yeah. everything you, you can, need to buy. Yeah. And component for. Yeah. The one I picked up earlier this year, the uh, it was a open 1935 open tourer, but there's nothing of the body to be able to do anything with it. Yeah, absolutely. Pay what there is paper thin. Yeah, um, say so the rest of it's just gone. So there's no way you could even start yeah. to restore the bodywork. Well, the chassis because a lot of them were fabric as well. Weren't yeah, they, they were. So that's right. They did rust away. They 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 like rot away, don't? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, I mean, people well, have written books on how to do it. Yeah. I mean, are you doing anything to the engine? Because the daft thing is, these tiny little engines... Oh, they get mega power out of them. Staggering power. They yeah. put a fancy cam in it. Yeah. And other bits and pieces of this tiny little thing that used to develop about 20 brake horsepower. If it was nine, not ten. Nine. <laughs> it had a 30 mile an hour downhill with a favourable wind. Capable of daft speeds. I was talking to a guy at Mallory Park at the last round of the Vintage Sports Car Club meeting, and he had a little supercharged single seater. Yeah, and I think he said that was somewhere around about ninety horsepower. I started off with ten, and it was a rapid little thing. Offset engine. The engine. When you look at it, the engine's almost in at forty-five degrees. Yeah, well, um, it gives driving the somewhere to put his feet. Yeah, the axle with the diffs. Pretty much on the drum on one side. Yeah. And then just runs a half shaft on the other side. Absolutely incredible. The, the work that goes into that is pretty impressive. It's... Like we mentioned him earlier on, but our mutual friend John Wright from the Tea Rooms. Yes. He's building a recreation of Campbell's. He is. I know. I know. The he's getting his finger out. <laughs> the original didn't get the attention because it do well an hour, but yeah. John is fully intending this Austin Seven that he's recreating. Is he going to do hundred mile? He's going to do hundred mile. Oh, no, hour. I'll be there to see that. Brave man! <laughs> I'll be there with <laughs> 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 
Oh, no, that'd be great. Yeah, I've been lucky to follow the progress of that, and it's beautiful. The work is done so far. It's, yes. It's stunning. I can't wait to see that done. Because the only thing is, as well, even if you're building like a racing Austin's, you can still only fit the original type of tyres. You can't yeah. fit in a great big set of wide Avons. Yeah. You're, no, still, you're, you're still limited to yeah. sidecar tyres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it's like somebody once said to me, Austin 7s have ABS for Anything. Anything but stopping. Because yeah. when I've driven them, it's brake belly to floor, first gear, slam it in first, brake belly to floor, and brake on. And use the hedge. Your driver's door and put your right to your lot surface, and it might come to a halt. Yeah, it'll have a thing, call it. Yeah. yeah. yeah the one I'm building, it's on cable brakes now, so I'm leaving all the cable brakes on it. Um, I've done the cut the seats for the big valve. You can only put big inlet valves in them. Yeah. Um, so I've cut the seats in the block to put the big inlet valves in. I'm going to put a Phoenix crank in it. Yeah, they're, so, they're the favourites. Yeah, I mean, they're a must-have, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I'm not sure on things like rods and obviously pistons yet what to use. But yeah. I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> but everything I've stripped so far has been absolutely mint. I took the gearbox apart last week. Yeah. And it's perfect. Synchros are good. It's a, it's a deluxe model with the three... Three speed, four speed, three synchro box. Oh my my! Um, really? Yeah. We t- they tended to be synchro three four. But they did. One, one, two, two, one, two were a bit crushed. I think up to thirty four they were synchro three four. Yep. If my information's right, and then they went four speed, three synchro from yeah. then on. So and is yours a, f- a four? It's a four I speed. Think, I think got brakes on each wheel. It has. Yeah, a lot it of does. on the back, which yeah, made life right. even more interesting. That's the thing when you go up to the uh, vintage trial at the drum road. Yeah. All the two of the GNs with the two back, just rear wheel braking. Yeah. They have to tie a Land Rover to the back of them to... Or to go my way down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't fancy going straight on at the first airpin on there, would you? No. Mm. But, I mean, there is... Like we talk about modded cars and old cars, they're involving. You've got to, to drive yeah. these tiny little cars. You've still got... I drove one that belonged to a friend of mine in Wales. Yeah. And we went to Waddyhill. And, I mean, first gear, tacky... Which is di- going up yeah. diagonally yeah, because it. it won't go up in a straight line. You quite often had to go up in reverse, didn't you? Because the, well, the, the, the ratio of the, the reverse, it's <laughs> all. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, it's just, I don't know, the old stuff's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's got character. The one thing I would say is, I know everybody knows about Goodwood and Silverstone and all the rest of it. This part of the world, the northwest, the northeast, it's a big movement, is the old course. Yeah. And we're in a I mean, we're in a brilliant location, aren't we, if you're doing yeah. anything like that? Because you've got the Lake District, you've got the Dales. Yeah. So many places to have good runs out in old old cars. And yeah, I just need a few more events, like Goodwood type of events up here. I mean, mm-hmm. there is one to Bortlift. There's the Yorkshire Elegance. Yes, that's right. They're all for polished. Yeah, we don't like polished. That's right. Somebody said to me, when did you last wash your car? I said, when did it last race? <laughs> Yeah, there's something about an oily rag old, like we said earlier, the Bugattis and things like that yeah. that people have just left and they race them and they use. I don't know. It's just yeah. So where does LED motorsport go from here? Oh, I don't know. I don't you just carry on as is. I just keep plodding on. Yeah, I turn up and people keep ringing me and wanting things fixing. I'd like to do more with older stuff. Yeah, I've got hankering for an Edwardian chain-driven car for myself, so yeah. I might have a bit of a clear out and look. For something like that, I don't know, don't know. Yeah, I just like working on older, older cars. And yeah, we get a lot of cars in on the rolling road with carburetion problems. Yeah, because people don't really get involved with that side of things now. Your local garages or whatever, they don't really seem 
too well, interesting. Well, if you can't plug a laptop in, they don't know what to do. Yeah, it seems to be going that way a bit, doesn't it? So, so yeah, we do a lot of work on all the stuff, carburation-wise and ignition-wise on the rolling rope. Yeah, I, think, I think that's the future, isn't it? Old, old, old. Andy Lawton, one of motorsports and both things, great characters. Thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. The Backseat Driver podcast is brought to you in association with Tim Nash and the Lombard Rally Festival, the UK's premier classic rally demonstrations. From the awesome Group B cars to cars from the golden era of rallying, go to the Lombard Rally Bath social media for dates and venues. Rarely beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice, to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. 